I am Jimbo Paris, and you are listening to the Jimbo Paris Show. So, Mr. Young, can you begin by giving me a brief summary about yourself, who you are, and what your message is? Yeah, absolutely, Jimbo. First of all, I want to say thank you for having me on your show. I'm really stoked to be here with you. So I'm a I'm an international keynote speaker, and I'm a coach for aspiring world-class speakers. I'm also what I like to call a freedom lifestyle entrepreneur. Uh, my wife and I are getting ready to literally rent out the house and go on an RV and pickleball tour all across the U.S. and Canada for about the next year. So really, really excited about that. Perhaps we'll talk about that today. Perhaps we won't. Uh, but for the most part, I work with purpose-driven entrepreneurs, okay? Uh, beyond speaking, I do speak all around the world. I'm a keynote speaker, which means people pay me to show up and speak and inspire. Uh, and I speak on courage. I don't know if you can see that. You can kind of see part of it in my, my image here on my microphone. But uh, ultimately, I help people overcome the failure, fear, and doubt that is instilled in them a lot of times from failure. And I help them to really enable the courage and confidence to live their dream life now, right? And for me, being an example of my message, you know, my dream life is living in an RV and traveling around the US and living that freedom lifestyle. Uh, that's part of my dream lifestyle. And, uh, and with clients that I work with on a coaching basis, I work with people that are very purpose-driven and people that have that calling to speak, right? I don't know if you've had it. You're obviously somebody who's out there in the community and, and speaking, obviously, on your show here. But I know that a lot of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, they have this calling, right? This call, they can't even explain it a lot of times, but it's it's like this deep desire inside of them to speak. And some of these people have never even been on stage before, right? right? Some of them have, but a lot of them have already spoken. But some of them are like, I don't know what it is, but I just feel called to speak. And they feel this desire to answer the call right? And that's where I come in. So I work with these purpose-driven entrepreneurs that that really have this message inside of them. Some of them, again, know what it is already. Some of them don't, but they want to make an impact in the world. They want to increase their influence. And of course, they want to make more money too. They want to increase their income as well. So I work with these people and really these entrepreneurs and really help them to develop their craft and become what I like to call world-class speakers. And I'd like to share what I mean by world-class speakers, if that's okay with you, Jimbo. So a lot of people would think that what I'm talking about is, you know, the next Les Brown becoming, you know, the, the next Lisa Sasevich or, or whoever your favorite speaker is, Lisa Nichols, you know, where you're speaking all around the world, Tony Robbins style, right? That's not what I mean by world-class, right? You can become that and I can help people become a key that's like a keynote speaker or somebody that speaks all around the world. I can definitely help people do that. And I can help people make $10,000 a speech if that's their goal. But that's not generally the goal for some of the people that I work with. What I mean by world class is when you speak, right? There is this unconscious barrier. All right. And I'm going to get a little psychological here, perhaps a couple, a few different times today. I've got a master's degree in psychology, a bachelor's, bachelor's degree in psychology. Organizational psychology was my specialty. And I've been geeking out on neuroscience for like the last 15, 20 years. Okay. So I, I'm not the foremost expert in the world on psychology, but I know more than the average person. Okay. Right. So what I mean by world class is when we speak, there's this unconscious barrier that's kind of sitting dormant in our unconscious brain. And it's also in the, the unconscious of all of our audience members, whether we're on video, whether we're on a podcast, whether we're in a live audience. And this unconscious barrier, think of it like a block. It's a block that blocks us from being truly connected to our audience. All right. So what being world class is, it's learning to identify that barrier. How do we identify that barrier and how do we uncover it? And then how do we dissolve that barrier? right? How do we dissolve that barrier, Jimbo, so that we are speaking not from our head, right? Where we're thinking like, oh, am I going to say the right thing? Is my fly up? Am I good enough to really be delivering this message? And we go down to our heart, right? And we literally speak from our heart to the heart and soul of that audience. And we speak to what I like to call the collective pain in the audience, right? The collective pain. That's why it's so important to understand your audience, understand your topic, why you speak, what's the number one problem that you solve, and how do you solve it? And why are you the perfect person to solve that problem for your audience? So being world-class 
is learning to dissolve that barrier. So you speak from the heart to the heart and you actually inspire action. And the reason why I only work with people that want to be at that world-class level, and it doesn't mean, again, that you want to speak, become a full-time speaker and that's your full-time part of your revenue of your business, but it's people that have that calling. And they know that the only way they're ever going to be able to make the level of difference that they were called to make by God, by the universe, by whatever the heck you believe in, it doesn't really matter. That purpose, the only way to ever reach that, Jimbo, is by becoming a world-class speaker. Does that make sense? Very good. good. Now, please elaborate more on this journeying dream life of yours. How did you personally discover your dream life? Because I believe a lot of people are curious about what you did to accomplish that. Yeah, man. Well, I would love to talk about that. I'm going to take a step back and talk about my passion for speaking and how that got ignited first, because that led me to this RV and pickleball tour around the U.S., which is my, 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 also my passion for my personal life. So 2008, what happens in 2008, Jimbo? 2009, I know you're a relatively young guy. But, uh, you know, there was this massive financial collapse, right? Every, pretty much everybody knows that around the world, especially here in the U.S. and definitely around, around the world. And I go from being an entrepreneur where it was the first time I'd ever made six figures. I wasn't yet a speaker, although I was speaking, right? At the time, uh, I was in a, a large sales organization. I was on stages a lot. I was crushing it. Make, again, first time I'd ever made six figures. Like I thought the world was perfect and it was never going to change. Right. And all of a sudden 2008 comes along and smacks me right in the mouth. And I am devastated, Jimbo. Uh, this is my first time ever being an entrepreneur. I, I, again, I went through the whole college route and grad school and corporate America and that whole thing. And before I came and became an entrepreneur. So I go from, you know, on cloud nine thinking this is like the best it's ever going to be. And it's going to, and it's great. Right. To getting smacked in the mouth and I'm shattered. Like I am shattered. My comp, I lose my, my property all within like three months. I lose my property. I lose my credit score and I lose my business. Like it's gone. It's absolutely gone, like crumbled. And I find myself walking into a broke down call center, getting ready to make cold calls to local businesses around the U.S. to sell advertising space in high school sports calendars, making eight bucks an hour, right? Boom. It's like, not that not that that's a, like, there's anything wrong with making $8 an hour or that kind of a job, but for me, it was a massive step back, right? And it was, I was shattered, dude. My, my confidence was gone. And so fast forward, actually about a year and a half, and I, I find myself... In 2010, August, I find myself in a seminar. Okay. About to picture this 200 people in a seminar. I'm standing at the microphone. I am certainly not delivering the message, right? I am just there as a as a participant and I am talking and, and I'm lost, dude. I am confused. I am lost. Remember how I said failure, fear, and doubt, right? That's what I help people overcome. Well, that's exactly what I was experiencing failure and then this fear of t- making the wrong mistake. Uh, because what, what had happened by the way, little caveat here is a few years prior to that, I bought a few properties and I bought a few properties without really doing all the work, right? I bought them for all the wrong reasons. Like a lot of people buy them in an up market. Like, by the way, don't buy a property right now. Probably it's uh 2021 because right now it, the market is going bananas and you dip, typically want to go the opposite way of the market <laughs> sell right now buy later when, after it crashes again. Okay. Anyway, side note. Um, and these properties were chewing me apart. Like literally I was negative cash flow every month. And then with the market crumbling in 2008, it just exacerbated my already challenging situation. Even though I was doing great financially, my properties weren't doing well. And so I lose these properties, but fast forward again, I'm in this seminar and I'm at the microphone and I am lost and confused. And the seminar leader, his name is Chris. He looks right at me, Jimbo. And he says, Clinton, you're dead inside. And I was just like, it was like a stake to the heart, right? And it really impacted me because in that moment, I realized that the reason why I was so shattered was because I thought my intuition had failed me, right? You've probably heard of intuition. I'm sure your listeners have heard of intuition, but for those who haven't, right? It's it's quite simply, I'm going to give you a very simple definition, my definition, which is it's not conscious reasoning. It's this just feeling, this sort of knowingness, right? It's this knowingness that just something is right. 
It's intuition. You just get this feeling. And I'd always been somebody that followed my intuition in my life, Jimbo. Always. You know, I, I lived and worked overseas in grad school and created these massive opportunities. I had no idea how they were going to happen, but I had inspiration, right? I had courage, but I had inspiration and I had belief that it was possible, right? That I could live overseas in the moment. And then I had faith that it was already done. I had absolute faith. I'm not talking about God faith or, you know, uh, even spiritual faith, although that will definitely help you as well. But I'm talking about that knowingness that it's already done, that childlike confidence, right? And then all I had to do is take action. By the way, that's an amazing formula. Inspiration plus belief in faith plus action equals magic and miracles. You can create anything in your life with that simple formula. Perhaps we'll talk more about that. I don't know. But ultimately, I had that always in my life. I followed my intuition. Right. Always. I always followed my intuition and it always seemed to work out and it usually worked out better than I even thought it could. But again, fast forward in this this moment, I'm in this seminar and he says, you're dead inside. And I realize, holy cow, I bought those properties two years ago. Why didn't my intuition tell me not to buy those? Like it all it has never failed me. So do you see how my whole model of the world following my intuition, which was in that moment, it became conscious. It was always unconscious. I knew what intuition was, but I didn't really know what it was. I just always did it. I didn't really know what I was doing. It's kind of like before you become aware of personal development, sometimes you do some things and they work and then you realize, oh my goodness, I was just following the law of attraction, like the law of attraction. Like you don't even know until you know, right? Until you know. And perhaps this episode will, for some of your listeners, have them move into that knowingness space, right? So in that moment, I thought, I figured it out. I thought I cracked the code. Well, fast forward a couple months from there. Okay. From the seminar, I'm taking a walk in nature. One of what I like to call my black sheep habits, right? Uh, taking a walk in nature by myself, meditation, visualization. These are some of the habits that some of the most successful people on the planet do, but not everybody, the, the regular person is willing to do them because they seem maybe a little awkward at times. I know meditation is getting a lot more mainstream now, but ultimately I would take walks in nature. Right? This is one of my black, black sheep habits. And it hits me like a lightning bolt in Harry Potter, like boom, like right in the center of my face, my forehead. And I realized, oh my goodness, it wasn't my intuition that failed me. It was me that failed my intuition. You see, in that moment, I, I, I remembered, I literally remembered my intuition saying, Clinton, these people are not the right people to be dealing with. This is the wrong time to be buying properties. You haven't done enough research. All the reasons why not to get into to these properties. And I overlooked them and I buried it down in my, in my unconscious brain, right? I buried it down there and I went ahead and I got the properties. Uh, you know, I was probably, you know, trying to make money and I just was being lazy. I didn't want to do the work, whatever it was. I realized in that moment that I failed my intuition. And that is why I was absolutely shattered. Okay. But in that moment, this is what happens. This gets back to your question, Jimbo is, you know, a pilot light in a stove. And again, I know you're a young man here. I know that we still have gas stoves, right? But underneath that stove, you know, especially back in the day, it was all gas. You have, you have this little pilot light in all four burners, right? And it's always going. Even when the stove's off, that little light's always going. It's like a little lighter. And that's what makes it actually turn on when you, when you spark it. Well, my pilot light had gone out or at the very best, it was flickering, right? And in that moment, I realized, Jimbo, that I had to reignite my human spirit. I had to reignite my human spirit. And as I began to follow my passion and follow what I like to call my flow, which is the path, that path of least resistance when you do something in your life and time flies by and like it actually gives you energy when you do those things. Speaking is one of those things. Like right now I'm totally energized because this is in my flow. Right, we could do a whole seminar on just the concept of flow. But so I fought, continued to follow my flow. I continued to find myself on stages and I realized my purpose was revealed to me in that, in that process, right? My purpose is to reignite not, my, not only my human spirit, right? I have to be the example of reigniting my human spirit and following my flow. But my purpose is to reignite the human spirit, right? And I know that's very bold and that's very, might sound brash to some people. I don't mean I'm the next Jesus or God, you know, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying I, my vision in life is to cause a global tipping point in possibility consciousness. 
right? A global tipping point, right? To be part of that process, that movement that's already happening in the world. And you're part of that process too, probably, whether you know it or not. I think you do. I've listened to a couple of your episodes, right? Of reawakening the world and, and inspiring people to be more, to live more, right? And so my mission is to inspire and to equip thousands of purpose-driven entrepreneurs to live their dream life and to unlock their full potential and to bring their message to the world. Because when I have an army of badass world-class speakers, right, that are out to cause a shift in humanity in their own message, in their own right, I'm going to reach my vision, right? I'm going to reach my vision of causing that global tipping point of possibility consciousness. So that that is sort of how I... I live my life and I wanted to put that out there before I share more about the RV trip because I follow my flow. I follow my intuition and I follow the calling, right? And again, my message is to have the courage to live your dream life right now, to unlock your full potential. So how can I not follow my passion? How can I not, when I'm telling other people to do that from stages all around the world, right? I speak to thousands of people a year all around the world. And I'm sharing, I'm, I'm sharing messages about reigniting the human spirit and living your dream life now. And then I'm coaching people that are entrepreneurs to be speakers and to get out there and have the courage to follow their calling. How can I not do that in my own life? So in my personal life, I absolutely have become addicted to this sport called pickleball. I don't know if you've heard of pickleball. If your listeners haven't heard of it, go out and play some pickleball, Google it. It is like, get this, Jimbo, it's like tennis and ping pong, you know those two sports, right? It's about tennis and ping pong had a baby, and it is a really cool baby, okay? It, it is like uh, tennis on like a quarter of the size of a court with a hard paddle and like a wiffle ball. And there's four people, two on two, super social. It is, it's the fastest growing sport on the planet. Trust me, Google it. It is totally addicting. It's massively community-based. People that play it are so much fun and are very, very into I, I have found into a very freedom lifestyle, not everybody, of course, but I found that it's a very, very cool community and it's socially distanced as well, right? In the time of COVID. So it's, you're about six feet apart from everyone when you're playing. It's so much fun, dude. So my wife and I are playing all around Southern California right now, and we both love travel. We've traveled all around the world. We've been very, very fortunate to be, you know, travel to 20 plus countries, which I know is not a ton for some people, but for some, it's like, wow, that's a lot. Right. And we realized during COVID, like it's a little harder to travel around the world, right? Because our real vision is to do this all around the world, maybe not in an RV, but to just live the freedom lifestyle and live that sort of nomadic, you know, living in RB, Airbnbs or, you know, just traveling around and speaking and coaching. And my wife has a, a franchise called CPA Mom. So it's, it's a national franchise. We can do this anywhere. Right. We're both entrepreneurs. And if you're out there listening and saying, oh, well, I have a job. I can't do that. That's BS. Because guess what? In the time of COVID, everybody's virtual these days. You can create opportunities if you think you can, if you believe you can, if you're inspired, you have belief, you have faith, you find people that you can model and do the things that they do. And you just take action. Magic and miracles will open up for you as well. And you could live this kind of lifestyle. So what my wife and I are planning to do, and we're in the process right now, we just bought a Jeep Wrangler. Okay. And we're going to tow this Jeep Wrangler behind an RV that we're also in the process of buying right now. It's a 35 foot RV. And we are going to travel all around the US. And before we discovered pickleball, Jimbo, my wife called it the parks, puppies and play tour because we're going to go to all the national parks. She loves puppies, she, like geeks out on puppies. And we just want to play. We just want to play. But we found pickleball. So now it's the parks, pickleball, and, and I call it the Parks Pickleball, Pickleball and Purpose Tour. Because I'm going to be speaking. I'm going to be coaching. We're going to be holding clinics to inspire people. Because another thing about pickleball is that it is proven. It's a sport that's proven to inspire confidence in people. Because it's very easy to learn how to play. You can literally have a 70-year-old overweight person playing with a seven-year-old. They just learned how to play. And they're playing a competitive game in about 20 minutes. It's super easy to learn. So we're going to use that as a tool to inspire people to get out and be more active, have more freedom in their life, and to just be more in their element of, of happiness and fulfillment. I'm all about bringing fulfillment to people. So anyways, that's a little bit about our tour. And we're calling it the Club Freedom Tour. People can follow us on social media at Club Freedom Live. They want to follow the journey and see what it's like to create this kind of journey.
Excellent. Let's kind of go back, please. Why yeah. do you think intuition is so important to the general public these days? And why do you think people in general have such an issue tapping into it? Mm, wow, that is a massive question. Okay, I'm going to start off with a quote by my man Morpheus from one of my favorite movies of all time, The Matrix. Okay, Morpheus, he says that we're all prisoners of our own mind, right? We're all prisoners of our own mind. What's he talking about, Jimbo? He's talking about our limiting beliefs, right? He's talking about our limiting beliefs. So we as kids, we have, I believe that we're all born with this childlike confidence, okay? We are all born with little kid confidence. We'll call it little kid confidence. Think about this, the little kids you see, all right? Uh, one time about five years ago, I'm in a restaurant and I see this little boy. He literally just like, it seems like he sprouts wings and he starts flying around the whole restaurant. He's like, bar, bar. he like is the epitome of a plane, like total, absolute, unabashed confidence, right? Or how about this other, speaking of aircraft, uh, this little girl I see on one of my speaking engagements a couple of years ago, two years ago, all of a sudden she just starts belting out a song, right? Literally like she wants to become the next American idol. It was like so loud. And I, I'm just like, oh my goodness, please stop singing. It, it was not, it was not good. She needed to put in some more work, get some more reps because she did not have the pitch up. All right. So this is that, that total absolute confidence. You get the visual, right? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's my belief that we're all born with this confidence that anything is possible. Remember how I said a vision for a world a global tipping point of possibility consciousness this is what I'm talking about. We all are born with that possibility consciousness. That anything's possible, right? Your mom and dad probably told you that everything you want in your life is possible. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of like becomes like just kind of like Xerox or Kleenex. You're just like, yep, it's in the background, right? It's just what people say, but it's actually true. It's what our moms and dads were telling us. It's actually true. We can be, do and have anything that we want in our life. And I actually already gave you the formula for it. It's inspiration plus faith and belief plus plus action equals magic and miracles. That is literally the formula for life. I'm telling you, I could do a whole seminar on that one formula. I would write that down. Anyone that's listening, inspiration plus belief and faith plus confident or plus action. I'm sorry, equals magic and miracles. So we're talking about part of that right now. We're talking about this this childlike confidence. Really, this childlike confidence is really a, that's faith. Or that's faith. So we're all born with that. But then something happens. I'm going to get into psychology here really quick, but this is going to rock your world. So listen up, everybody. So we something happens in our lives, right? And all of a sudden, if this could be a totally benign or just normal happenstance, something normal that happens, or it could be like a, a tragic event, right? It could be a tragic event, but it could just be like a normal situation that happens. And as little kids, the way our brain works, the way our brain makes sense of the world, our brain assigns meaning to everything, especially early on in our life between, you know, ages zero to eight. It assigns meaning to everything and it, it compartmentalizes things in our brain so that our brain can work efficiently and we can see one thing that happened and not have to go through this whole process. And just, it's like, oh yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's over here. It's in compartment A and boom, and that meaning comes forward. It's just, it's an efficiency mechanism, right? Is this making sense? I'm really making this super simple for mainly for myself to explain, but for everyone else to understand as well. But what happens as little kids, we have this, remember this childlike confidence and then something happens and we assign a meaning to it. And a lot of times we're correct with the meaning, but sometimes we assign the wrong meaning. Something happens and we might assign the meaning, the world's not safe or I'm not good enough or it's not fair, right? These are very, very common very, very common limiting beliefs. This is why Morpheus says we're all prisoners of our own minds. Because what happens is these limiting beliefs get filed away and they're just filed away as meanings, just like all the other meanings. And that becomes our construct for how the world works. And that's how we move through life and move through the world without going crazy. Because again, I've done a lot of neuro-linguistic programming and really understanding the neuroscience of the brain. And our brain is literally bombarded with billions and billions of bits of information a day. Like billions and billions of bits. I don't have the exact number. But it's like billions. It's a lot. Right? The way that our brain can actually make sense of that without going crazy. Think of like a funnel, a funnel like this. I know some of you are probably just listening on the podcast, but a funnel at the bottom, it gets smaller at the bottom, right? With a funnel. And at the bottom of that funnel is your filter. And think of your filter 
like your belief system, right? Your beliefs get formed between age zero and eight through some of the occurrences that I just said. And some of them are limiting beliefs. Some of them are empowering beliefs. Some of them are totally inaccurate limiting beliefs though, but that becomes our filter of our funnel. And those billions of bits of information feed through that every single day. And the way that we don't go bananas, right? We don't go crazy is because we have that filter. And it only shows us some of the things that are happening around us. This is kind of hard to really get. There's an amazing movie called What the Bleep. If any of you are really getting into neuroscience or understanding how the world works or how your brain works uh, or you're to really unlock your full potential, watch What the Bleep. It'll rock your world. You probably got to watch it about 10 times. I have watched it about 20. And so this little filter becomes our belief system, right? And we let in only, I don't know how many, like millions of bits of information out of that billions and billions of bits of information. And that's so we don't go crazy, but we only see the things that our beliefs allow us to see. And this right here, Jimbo, this will bring it back to reality for everybody. That's how you can have two people standing side by side, just like we are right now on, I know we're on screen for some people and on on audio for others. That's why two people standing side by side can see the same exact thing, same exact thing right in front of them. And one of them can say, wow, what a tragedy. And the other one can say, wow, what an opportunity. The only difference is the filter. The only difference is the belief system. The only difference is the past experience that created some of those limiting beliefs for some people that might say it's a tragedy and not an opportunity, right? So I know I kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent there, but I wanted to share something I thought would be very impactful for people around really how our beliefs are formed first. And now we're going to go to intuition, which is what you, what you really asked about. But that, I felt like that background might, might really help people. So now our intuition, I believe that we're all born, again, with this, this purpose. We all have, first of all, a desire for freedom. We all have the freedom to be ourselves, our purpose, right? We have this calling. As little kids, a lot of times, we, again, we feel like anything is possible because it is, right? And we have to have the courage to really continue to discover our authentic self. Because what happens is when we get all these limiting beliefs and they're left unconscious, we go through life thinking that's what the world's about. Oh, the world's not safe or I'm not good enough, right? And all the occurrences that happen in our life, everything that we attract into our life has to line up. Follow me here, Jimbo. It has to line up with those beliefs. If you think about your brain, our brains create these beliefs And like every, we then go about our whole lives collecting evidence to prove that those beliefs are true. And the way we collect evidence is we attract into our lives, right? We're getting into the law of attraction. I don't want to get too far off the reservation because some people might not be that far along in their personal development process and understanding this, but, but ultimately we attract into our lives, whatever we need to attract to prove those beliefs are true. Otherwise we wouldn't make sense of the world. We'd short circuit right? This is literally how our brain works. So ultimately, once we have that awakening, which a lot of people probably do when they watch your show, right? They they have this awakening of, wait a minute, I've been kind of sleepwalking through life. Wait a minute. I've been thinking this thing that's not actually true in my life. Wait a minute. There's more to life than just going to, to work and getting, having a job and being miserable. Not that everybody that has a job is miserable, by the way, but some people are, and they just take it. They just take it like in the stomach, like, well, I guess this is what life is. This is the best that there is for me. No, it's not the best that life has for you, right? We've got to surround ourselves with people that are thinking bigger, right? That are further along in our in the journey, right? Of, of sort of evolving as people and our brains evolving and our souls evolving. And we get reconnected to our intuition. So again, our intuition knows. Our intuition is that tingly feeling you feel when you have that inspiring thought, right? You've had an inspiring thought. So many of us think of, if you're listening to this right now, think of a time when you had an inspiring thought about something, you got those tingles. You know what I say, Jimbo? I say, follow the tingles, follow the tingles, because that's your intuition telling you, yes, that is correct. That is right. But what generally happens for the vast majority of us, even those of us that have had that awakening, right, that are on the journey of personal growth and development, that do believe that anything's possible, we still have limiting beliefs that we continually have to check. I do too. I'm not, I still have limiting beliefs as well. And I teach this stuff. 
But what's different between potentially me and maybe someone that, that doesn't have the awareness is that as soon as I see that limiting belief, I recognize it and call it out as a limiting belief. I create awareness around it. And awareness creates freedom. Anyone who's listening should write that down. Awareness creates freedom, right? Doesn't mean I don't have them. It means I have a way to move past them and say, oh, wait a minute, that's limiting belief. Let's get, let's reinsert a positive, empowering belief. Some of these you just can't get rid of. They're just there. They're built in, but you can become aware of them and move past them very quickly and replace them with empowering beliefs. So your intuition always knows we got to follow the tingles. When our intuition says yes, we can't let our brain, which was our brain still has uh, physiology from back in the caveman days where we think saber-toothed tigers are chasing us. So when we see opportunity, check this, this is really important. When we see an opportunity and we get inspired and we get those tingles, if we don't take action within five seconds, our brain is going to go to work to annihilate, annihilate that belief or that, that idea, that inspiration, because it sees opportunity as danger. It misdiagnoses fear because fear is normal. When you have an opportunity that kind of scares you, it's going to have you stretch, like going on stage, for example, right? Somebody that's going to go speak on a stage of a hundred people or a thousand people, and they haven't done a lot of it. They don't have the mechanisms or the, they haven't done the reps to really feel comfortable with that. They're going to feel fear, but too often our brain will assign the meaning or definition of danger. Danger is very different than fear. Fear is okay. So when we get inspired to do something, we can't let our brain assign the meaning of danger. We can let it assign the, the meaning of fear, but we just need to know we need to take have the courage to step through that fear because on the other side of that fear, on the other side of that comfort zone is our life. On the other side of that fear, on the other side of that comfort zone and taking action, that is where the magic happens, Jimbo. That's where the magic happens. Excellent. So how did you conquer your specific fears and how did that transpire into the lessons you now give to your clients? So how I conquered my fears is a few things. First of all, we have to, everybody write this down. There's, there's four things we need to do. Okay. First thing we need to do is we need to identify our limiting beliefs. Right. So we need to start to become a first of all, we need to try on the idea that we even have limiting beliefs just for the rest of this show. Try on the idea that you have limiting beliefs. We all have them, including Jimbo and myself. Right. So we have to start to identify them. So how do we do that? First of all, we listen to our language. Life happens in language, folks. Life happens in language. We create our lives through the words coming out of our mouth. Right. Listen, when you, especially when you're frustrated, you're angry, you're upset, you stub your toe in the morning. What do you say? Oh, this is so stupid. I'm so stupid. That was one of my limiting beliefs, by the way, that I discovered. I'm so stupid. Dude, I got like a four, a three, nine something in grad school. I'm not stupid. I'm very intelligent. Right. But I kept calling myself stupid. That was one of my limiting beliefs. So I still need to check that to this day. Right. So listen to your language. It'll give you clues. There are clues in your language. If you can't hear it in your own language, listen to the people that you hang out with most right? We tend to hang out with those that we are comfortable with, that are like us, right? And sometimes that's a good thing, but sometimes that can be a bad thing as well, right? So we need to check the language of the people that are that are sur we're surrounded by, because a lot of times we will say the same things. We'll be like, oh, I say that too. So start listening to your language. That's first thing. And there's actually, I'm going to give you three things, not four things. Three things is better. I just kind of combine two into one. Number two is we need to up-level our network, so the first one is L for language, if you're writing that down. Next one is N for network. We need to up-level our network. We need to create what I like to call a structure for fulfillment, okay? You might write that down too, structure for fulfillment, because we need a structure inside of which we can sort of have bumpers on like, the, on like a bowling alley. We have those bumpers where there's no way that thing's not going down to the end and it's going to hit at least some pins because you have those bumpers. That's a structure for fulfillment. It's a structure to make sure that you fulfill on that, which is important to you, right? So our network acts like a structure for fulfillment. Now get this. We tend, there's this, this rule called the power of five. You may have heard of this before, the power of five. The power of five says this. It says that if you were to take the top five people you hang out with, 
And we're going to use income just for, because it's an easy thing to measure, right? It's a dollar. You can measure income. If you were to look at your top five people you hang out with and look at how much they all make, add it all up and divide by five, you have an average of those five people, right? With yourself included. You, the power of five states that your income will likely be within about 5% of that average of the top five people you hang out with, right? Birds of a feather flock together, right? You probably heard that before. We tend to hang out people we, we know, we, we know, like, and trust and we feel comfortable with. Again, that can be great if we want to be comfortable. That's the worst thing you could ever say when somebody says, what do you want in life? I just want to be comfortable. Check that. If you ever say that, everybody says that. I just want to be comfortable. Crap. You don't want to be comfortable. Comfortable. Your comfort zone is, is your dead zone. You can never just coast and be comfortable. You're either growing or you're dying, period. You're either growing or you're dying. Okay. So your power of five, right? Your network. If we want something in our life and we get inspired about something, let's say we get inspired to become a speaker or we get inspired to become a world-class athlete, right? Who should we hang out with, Jimbo? Speakers and world-class athletes. Yeah. Yes, please. Right? We need to hang out with people that are at least, at the very least, on the same journey as us. At the very least, on the same journey and the same mission as us, maybe even at the same level, they're starting to learn new things, they're starting to think. But what's even better to do? Up-level our network. Up-level our network. Start to hang out with people that are 5, 10, 15 steps ahead of you, right? Start to hang out with people that are 5,000 steps ahead of you. And guess what? Have the belief. Remember that formula. You're You're inspired. Now you have to have the belief. You're creating a structure for fulfillment. So we need to believe that it's actually possible. How do we do that? Surround ourselves with people where there's evidence that people are already doing it. If they can do it, I can do it, right? The mere fact that you have an idea in your brain is proof that it's possible for you to achieve it. That would be a, the worst joke on humanity if God or the universe or whatever you believe in gave you the ability to visualize and see something in your mind and have the inspiration and feeling that it's done and then not actually have the ability to achieve it. You have the ability to achieve it if you can see it in your mind. So we need to create a structure for fulfillment and surround ourselves. And I know I'm talking fast. You better re-listen to this podcast, everyone, right? So we got to surround ourselves with people that already are doing it. And that reinforces our belief that we can do it too. I'm going back to that formula again. I'm layering it on so you can all learn this. And then we have to have faith that it's already done. So if you can, If you can see it, like I said, it's already done. If you can see it, it's possible. So you just have to believe and have faith that it's already done. And now all you need to do is take action and magic and miracles open up for you, right? So what, like I said, N is for network, up level your network, start to hang out with people like Jimbo, people that are already doing, if you want to be a podcaster, hang out with Jimbo, he's a podcaster, right? If you want to be a speaker, hang out with me, right? So you got to surround yourself with these people and ultimately model them. What do I mean by that? I mean, copy them, right? I don't mean rip them off. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, model them, go where they go, read the books that they read, do what they do. And eventually you'll have what they have, right? In school, they call it cheating. In the real world, they call it being smart. Model them. Because like the late, great Jim Rohn, the father of personal development or one of the grandfathers of personal development, he says, success leaves clues. You do not have to recreate the wheel. Success leaves clues. I know a lot of people think they're super creative. Just about anything you can think of, unless it's like some crazy technology, just about anything you can think of has already been done before. Just find people that are already doing it and model them, right? That's a structure for fulfillment as well. So N is for network. And I've already alluded to the third one, which is M. M, and that stands for mentor. We have to have mentors, Jimbo. We have to have people that have already been there and done that, that are those people that are 5,000 steps ahead of us. And we have to go and seek them out and model them. And we have to have relationships. We have to create create what I like to call, uh, my buddy Tiamo told me this one time. He said, we have to create friend-tor relationships, right? Friend-tor relationships. And we do that by creating massive value for these mentors and hire them as well as your coach. Invest money in yourself to grow because you're never going to be able to reach your full potential and without some help, right? You don't become a world-class athlete by just thinking about it and visualizing and even working on your own. You got to have a coach. Michael, Michael Jordan had a coach. Kobe Bryant had a coach. All the best of the best always have coaches, right? So we've got to have a mentor because a mentor can see 5,000 steps ahead of you. They can just, they they have such a deeper level of awareness. So those are the three main things we can do right now. And that's what I did. 
right? To really unlock my full potential and really discover my, my limiting beliefs and really move into a place of being more in an empowered state. Not that I don't get disempowered from time to time, but the key is recognizing it and moving past it. You got to listen to your language, right? You got to up-level your network and you have to find mentors and hire them. Mentor, find. I always say, if you're going to hire a coach, don't just hire a coach that's just a coach. Hire a coach that's actually done it themselves. Like if I was just a guy that read a few books on speaking, then that's great, right? And I could probably teach you a few things, but I'm a speaker. Like I speak all around the world. This is what I do. So I can be a mentor coach, right? It's kind of like Phil Jackson was the coach of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant in basketball. One of the best coaches of all time. The dude has like, I don't know, like 11 rings or something ridiculous like that. But guess what? As a player, he has two NBA championship rings himself. The best coaches can be mentors as well, right? So those are the three pieces of advice I would give around that for you, Jimbo. Excellent. Now, why are you so fueled, energized, and motivated to specifically do speaking solely? Okay. What was that click that happened in your life? Please elaborate. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So you're going to get me into another topic here, which is important for everybody. We talked a little bit about it before called flow, right? There's this concept called flow. And if you, if you go to uh flowprofiles.com, you can learn more about this. Okay. Flowprofiles.com. So flow is a concept where when you're in your flow and we all have this in our, in our jobs, in our businesses, if you're an entrepreneur, we have this in our personal lives. We experience this in our hobbies. There are elements of our life when we are in flow. So everybody who's listening, picture this and like feel this in your body. You too, Jimbo, you play along as well. So when you're doing something that's in your flow, time flies by, right? I mentioned a little bit of this before, but I'm going to, I'm going to go over this again and share a little bit more, elaborate a little bit more. Time flies by, like you could do it all day long, right? Uh, and also another ele- element of this, sometimes time is distorted where, where time flies by, uh, but sometimes time is distorted where it slows down. This is less, this happens less of the time, but it does happen. It happens a lot of times with athletes. You might've heard stories of big wave surfers or a major league baseball, like home run champion, right? Where they feel like that ball, even though it's coming a hundred miles an hour, to them, it seems like it's a beach ball. Like normally it's like a little speck of rice coming at hundred miles an hour, but they're the game. There's, if they have such a deep level of awareness with the game, they talk about this in football as well. First couple of years where it's go so fast and then all of a sudden it like slows down. And like when that pitch is coming to that player where they're about to hit the ball, they're like, it seems like a beach ball coming like at 50 miles an hour, like really slow or five miles an hour. And they just like, boop, they just hit it out of the park. So time can slow down as well. It can be distorted. And it's also the path of least resistance. This is your natural path. Flow is your natural path of least resistance. And I say your natural path of least resistance. I don't mean it's the easy button. I'm not saying you're just trying to do the easy stuff in life. That's not what I mean. What I mean is we all have a certain personality profile. Okay. We all have a certain personality. And inside of this body of work, right? The flow profile, there's eight. There's many, 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 many personality profiles. But the reason why I love this one the best is A, they, they all create awareness. And remember, awareness creates freedom. But the reason why I love the flow profile the most is because what it does is it combines. It's the intersection, Jimbo, and all your listeners. It's the intersection of what you love with what you do best. You see, you could take a strength finder and discover what are my strengths? And that's great. But guess what? We can develop a strength in an area of our life that we actually don't enjoy. I know an accountant. She's one of the best accountants on the planet. Her name is Ayumi. She's my wife, right? She's an amazing accountant, but she realized after going through several years of personal growth and development and taking this profile test, the flow profile, that she hates accounting. Like she's not, she doesn't like being behind a computer doing accounting, She's more of a creator. So what did she do? She created a whole system, a whole business. She created a franchise that, because that's her genius, is creating complex structures, creating value for others. And she created a system where other people that are accountants as well, but when they're accounting, they're in their flow. She created a whole system, a whole franchise for them to be accountants for entrepreneurs. And she called the CPA moms, right? So this is the power of understanding your flow. 
So the flow is the intersection between what you love and what you do best, right? So I always have followed my flow, right? The key, the, the number one key about what flow is though, just to, to put an end cap on that, is that you know you're in the flow when it gives you life. It gives you energy when you do that thing. It doesn't deplete you. Like right now, dude, I'm in my flow. I could do this all day long. Some people, when they speak, they get done here and they're like, I got to go take a nap or I don't want to be around anybody like for like the next two days after they speak. That's very common for some people that speak. doesn't mean you can't speak if that's your personality. It just means you have a different way to kind of regroup afterwards. But for me, this gives me energy. This gives me life. This doesn't deplete any of my energy. I'm more energized when I'm done here. I'm going to go run a mile after I'm speaking because it's my natural path of least resistance. It does not, again, I want to reiterate this. It does not mean if that's, if something is not your natural path that you can't do it. Just know that over time, over time, it's challenging to be sustainable in that area of your life to do it all the time because it depletes energy. Whereas for me, it gives me energy. I could do this all, all day long. So that level of awareness will inform your choices in your career. It'll inform your, your choices in terms of what, what leadership role, or if you even take a leadership role, what role you'll take on a team. It informs so much in your life. And what happened to me, I know you didn't ask this, but I'm going to share how it led me to my purpose. Do you think that would be important for your listeners? Because I know a lot of people want their, to find their purpose. So many people, Jimbo, they say, how do I find my purpose? And I say something that stops them in their tracks. I say, if you're looking for your, I'm going to look in the camera on this one. I know some of you, most of you are listening on, on, uh, on the podcast. I want to say it's right in the camera. If you are looking for your purpose, stop, stop. If you're looking for your purpose, stop. It'll be waiting for you when you start doing the things that you love. It'll be revealed to you when you start doing the things that you love, when you get in your flow right? So the number one most important thing, I'm going to look back at you down here. The number one most important thing for your listeners and your viewers to do is to find the things that put them in flow, right? A lot of people that I, that I talk to in my life, in my speaking life, you know, they're in, they're, they're in one of three areas, right? There, A, there's two types of people, people that believe anything's possible. Like we talked about the possibility consciousness and people that are like, venom. They just, they're just poisonous and toxic. They just feel like nothing is possible. Now, some people that believe everything's possible, they still could have limiting beliefs. So like we all do, like I said, and they usually fit into these three categories, especially if they've experienced a failure, a fear or a doubt or a challenge in their life. And that is they don't know what they want, right? They're confused and they don't know what they want. And some of the listeners out there or viewers might be in that space. Like, I know I'm bound for greatness. I know that I, I know that I'm supposed to do something bigger. I'm supposed to be on stage. I'm supposed to do something, but I just don't know what it is right? So that's the first place where people find themselves is they don't know what they want, but they want something more and they know it's possible. The second place is they know what they want, but they just don't know how to do it. And I already told you, just hire a coach, find people that are already doing it and model them, right? And hire a coach and a mentor. So that's the second place is they, they know what they want, but they don't know how to do it. The third place is the one that's near and dear to my heart because it's I spent some time there. I spent some time in all three of these but it's where they know what they want. They even know how to do it, but they don't believe that they can do it. Remember the limiting beliefs. They don't believe that they can do it. So what we need to do is, again, we need to overcome our limiting beliefs, right? We need to uh, bring us back to the, the question. Here. I want to make sure I'm answering your question as well, because I was going somewhere with that. Bring us back to what we were just talking about here. Yes. Yeah, so I was basically asking... Why is motivational speaking specifically the fuel? Yes, beautiful. All right, thank you. So ultimately, I wanted to give just an end cap to those three places where people find themselves. What they can start to do as a first step is really go inward and find out what puts them in their flow. What puts them in their flow? So what puts you in your path of least resistance where energy is flowing to you, where you feel like you could do this all day long, right? And follow those opportunities. If you're in a place where you don't know what you want, or you know that, that's where a lot of people find themselves these days. They, they know they're bound for something bigger, but they don't know what the heck it is. Go and just do things that put you in a state of joy. 
It doesn't even matter if you can't see how, how am I going to monetize this? Or how am I going to create a business out of this? Or how am I going to create a better job out of this? doesn't matter. That's not important. It's not important. Go do things that put you in a state of joy, that put you in a high, what's called a high vibration. I know we're getting into a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, physics, right? But um, do things that put you in a state of joy. So what did I do? How did I find speaking? I knew that things that put me in a state of joy, put me in flow, was just being out with people, right? Being out with people. I had limited experience speaking. But so what did I do? I literally volunteered, Jimbo, at my uh, spiritual center to be a host because I knew I was going to be out. I didn't have to be behind a computer. I was going to be out in front, just kind of interacting with people, you know, responding totally impromptu. And I knew that was easy for me. That gave me life. I was, and I was really good at it because you're going to be really great at things that you flow naturally to because it's just normal. You don't have to even think about it, right? It's kind of like today. I didn't have to think about today. I knew you're going to ask me questions and I was going to provide value. This is what I do, right? So I didn't, that wasn't going to lead me to anything necessarily. I didn't do that with that agenda in mind. But I knew that following my flow, it leads to opportunities. It puts you in a higher vibrational state. And when you're in a higher vibrational state, you, you are there to be able to access what's called divine intelligence, divine intelligence, God, universe, whatever you think it is, whatever, it doesn't matter. It, you open up sort of a portal when you get in this higher vibration state, you could also get in this higher vibration state doing some, one of your hobbies that you just love to do that also gives you joy. It has nothing to do with a job, nothing to do with making money doesn't matter. It's about putting you in a higher state of joy, a higher vibration. You will now, you will now start to start to, and again, this is law of attraction, but you will start to attract opportunities that you're holding in your mind. That's why it's so important to visualize and so important to to continue to have empowering thoughts about what it is you want and get clarity about what it is that you want. Cause that's like a TV radio signal you're sending out to the universe and you're attracting those things into your life, but you only attract them when you're in a high vibration state. So find your flow, right? Volunteer, do things that are putting you in a high vibration state that make you feel good, that make you feel the tingles, right? Follow the tingles, Jimbo. So that's exactly what I did. I continued to do that. I had that massive awakening that I shared earlier, and I just continued to find opportunities that would put me in my flow with no fear. Well, there was fear there, but breaking through that fear, no danger, right? Breaking through that fear, having the courage to continue to take action, right? Continue to have inspiration and maintain that clarity of what inspired me. Continue to create the structure of fulfillment, surrounding myself with amazing people, up-leveling my network, finding mentors, right? Continuing to release my limiting beliefs and put empowering beliefs back in and surround myself with people that were saying, you know, when you say, oh, I want to go speak to a thousand people, they're not saying, well, how are you going to do that? Don't hang out with those people. Hang out with the people that are going to say, wow, that's awesome. Let me help you do that. I want to introduce you to this person, right? And that's all I did. And guess what? All of a sudden, my purpose is revealed to me along that pathway. My purpose, your purpose is revealed to you, not when you're looking for it, but when you find a place of joy, when you put yourself in that state of joy, right? So if you're looking for your purpose, stop. It'll be revealed to you when you start doing the things that you love. Go find your flow. That's why personal development is so much more valuable than academic development. I got a master's degree and I'm saying that. It's not that it's not important, academic development. It's just that when you truly are going to get to your calling and your purpose in life, man, you got to uncover. You got to have the courage to get to your authentic self, your authentic self. And when you do that, that's the only time when you can be your full contribution to the world. And I want to, I'm sure we're getting, coming to a close here soon. I'm going to share I'd love for you to ask me at the end one last thing, and I'll share that at the very end. But this, this before the last thing, I want to say this, right? When we do have that courage uh, to really seek out that freedom and that authenticity in ourselves, that's the only way we are ever able to really be the highest level of contribution we were born to be in the world, right? So I feel that we all have the same purpose. Okay, this is my belief. I feel that we all have the same purpose. We all have our own unique flavor of it, but we all have the same purpose. And that is to be in service to others inside of our greatest gift. All right, I'm going to say that again a different way. Our greatest gift is our flow. Remember, that's why I said find your flow. So our, our purpose is to be in service, find ways to be in service to other people inside of our greatest gift, inside of our flow. 
right? So we've got to go find our flow. We've got to always be looking for opportunities to be in service. And our ultimate, our highest expression of ourself is to find a way to be in service to others, to provide value to others. Another way of saying that inside of our greatest gift. Can you imagine a world where everybody has a possibility consciousness or the vast majority of people say, yeah, everything's that's possible. And everybody or the vast majority of people are also going internally to discover what lights them up, what brings them joy and what what is their gift in the world? And they're out there doing that and they're providing value in service to others inside of their greatest gift. Can you imagine how the world would be? I'm not trying to paint a utopia here, but I'm trying to just say, this is the access to freedom, man. This is, I'm giving you the, I'm giving you the keys, the access to freedom. Anyone that's listening or watching right now. So inspiration plus faith and beliefs plus action equals magic and miracles. I've given you so many formulas today and I'm sure we're going to talk about how you can reach out to me uh, and get connected. But that is what I would say to people that are looking for their purpose. Stop. It'll be waiting for you when you start doing the things that you love. So now yeah. for some final takes, can you please elaborate on your website, the resources people could reach out to you for your books, totally. anything in general that people can latch on to the file to get sort of an introduction yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I am writing a book right now. It's called Reigniting Your Human Spirit. Uh, it takes courage to live your dream life now. And it is sort of a, uh, a blueprint, if you will, uh, a self-leadership blueprint for those high achievers and those people that just know that they have something greater in their lives to really discover their flow and unlock their full potential and live their dream life now. Right. So, um, that's not yet done, but you can find out more about me at clintonyoung.com. I'm sure that that will be in the show notes. That is my primary website, but I know that there are also, uh, two other things. I know that there are people that want to follow my RV journey and really figure out, cause I'm, I'm literally doing interviews with not only myself, but with other people that are freedom lifestyle entrepreneurs that are traveling all around the world and really discovering this process of how do I have more freedom in my life? Right. And, uh, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on, on Instagram and on Facebook at club freedom live. Uh, that is the, the fun kind of RV and pickleball tour that I'm in the process of literally we're launching it in July. We're taking off in July, full time, going full time in July, 2021. So you can follow me there. I know I'm giving you a lot of stuff here. Um, you can also follow me on social media at Clinton Speaks. Uh, that's a real easy if, you, if you're a speaker or an entrepreneur. And I know, Jimbo, I know that uh, out of all of your listeners, and you have a lot of listeners, there are some people out there that are purpose-driven entrepreneurs. And if that is you, if you're a purpose-driven entrepreneur and you have this calling to speak, I want to give a free gift to you. Okay. Can I give away a free gift, Jimbo? Okay. So for anybody, and this is really for those people that have this calling to speak. Okay. And you know that you want to make a massive impact in the world and maybe you're already speaking, maybe you're not, but if you are already speaking, you're probably not making the level of impact uh, that you really want to make. You're probably walking away from some speeches, empty handed. You're not, you're not getting the results that you want. You want, you're not inspiring the action that you want. I have uh, my top seven world-class speaker secrets. Okay, these are principles that are tried and true. I've learned them from thousands and thousands of hours on stages all around the world and just putting in the reps, man, becoming a world-class speaker myself and also hiring some of the best speakers on the planet to be my mentors and my coaches. Uh, and I've distilled down the top seven. Uh, there's like 30 plus that I've created, but they're top seven. And you can get those for free uh, by downloading them at worldclassspeakersecrets.com. And I'm sure that'll be in the show notes as well. Again, it's worldclassspeakersecrets.com. And uh, for those of you who want to take it to another level and you feel like you actually want to get some coaching and mentoring beyond the free gift, this is not for everybody. I do not want everybody to do this next step. But after you do grab those secrets, you're going to see a thank you page with a video from me, a welcome video. And anybody who's really, really serious, like I'm kidding, like no kidding, serious as a heart attack, like really wants to uh, take it to the next level and, and become somebody that can speak and inspire action. And you have that calling, right? Schedule a one-on-one -on -one with me on that second page that you're going to see. And that is where I will walk you through my world-class speaker blueprint and really see if it's a good fit for us to work together. I'll get to know, and I'll leave you with some empowering coaching regardless of whether you decide to work with me or not, 
But again, only schedule that one-on-one because my time is super limited. I only have like three or four spots in the next like month or so. If you are serious, make sure to schedule a one-on-one with me as well. Be happy to, to help any way I can. Excellent. And I'd like to thank you again, Mr. Clinton Young, for being yeah. on my show. I appreciate it. Awesome. Can I leave one? We'll leave you with one more thought that kind of encapsulates the whole thing. All right, everybody. My last, I'm huge on stories. As a speaker, storytelling is the number one way to inspire an audience. And I'm going to tell you a six word story that encapsulates everything we just talked about. So write this down. This is literally on my mirror and it's on my fridge. And it's this think big, say yes, and take action. Think big, say yes, and take action. And man, your life will never be the same. Thank you so much, Jimbo, for having me on your show. You're an awesome host. And I look forward to getting to know you further down the road. Thank you for listening to the Jimbo Parish Show. 